0: And welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 5 MIAA Pregame Show. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. We're going to run down everything. We're going to highlight Week 4 of the MIAA and preview Week 5 as we get ready for the big rivalry game between Northwest Missouri State and Missouri Western. Let's go ahead and we're going to run down what we got in this episode for you. We're going to have sound pre and post from both Coach Matt Williamson and the Missouri Western Griffins and Coach Rich Wright of the Northwest Missouri State Bearcats. We will also hear on this episode from Now's Brandon Zinner, the Maryville Forums' John Dykstra, the voice of the Missouri Western Griffins Tommy Rezach, and the voice of the Northwest Missouri State Bearcats' John Coffey. Let's go ahead and let's run now week four of the MIAA season as far as the scoreboard is concerned. UNK had to get another fourth quarter comeback out of their quarterback, TJ Davis. To extend their record to 4-0 on the regular season with a 31-28 victory over Central Missouri. Washburn over Missouri Western, 47-41 in a Texas shootout. We will have more on that game here in just a minute. Northwest Missouri State on Family Day and their first home football game in over 600 days. Shutout UCO, 38-0. Ford Hayes gets her second win of the season over Missouri Southern, 42-21. Northeastern State over Lincoln, forty-nine to forty-eight, a high-scoring game, and then the nightcap, Pitt State defeats Emporia State, thirty to twenty-eight. Gorillas are three and one on the regular season. That will be it for the MIAA Week Four scoreboard show. Um, we're gonna run down all the highlights from Missouri Western and Northwest's Week Four matchups after a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Cliff Notes Podcast, Week Five MIAA Pregame Show. And welcome back to the week five MIAA pregame show here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. Let's recap quickly. Missouri Western's 47-41 loss to Washburn. We're going to run down all the scoring plays here. In the first quarter, the Ichabods got the scoring started with a James Letcher Jr. 30 yard touchdown pass from Mitch Schurig. PAT was good. 7 0. Ichabod. Missouri Western right back down the field with a seven in the seven minute. 31 second mark. Tyson Gray, seven yard touchdown pass from Anthony Vespo. PAT good, tied at seven. With a minute four left in the first quarter, Connor Sissi gives Washburn back the lead. A three yard touchdown reception from Mitch Schurig. 14 7. Washburn up. That would end the first quarter. Second quarter, Griff's come back. Cooper Burton, 37 yards from Vespo. 14 all in the second quarter. Then Shane Butler Lawson, Shane Butler Lawson Jr., Ju- Shane Lawson Butler Lawson Jr. with a one-yard touchdown run. I'm sorry, that stumbled across there. Shane Butler Lawson Jr. a one-yard touchdown run. 14 plays, 70 yards gives Missouri Western a 20 to 14 lead. The PAT was missed there. P- Washburner come back, tie the game. Peter a fool. A 30-yard touchdown pass from Mitch Shurig. Sure's third of the day. Ties the game at 20. Washburn also missed their PAT in that in that possession there in the second quarter. Ties the game at 20 apiece. That would be the score that we would go to halftime with as a 20 to 20 halftime score. Third quarter. Missouri Western comes back, takes the lead once again. Heck Hezekiah Trotter, 36 yards from Cooper Burton. Sixth place, 70-yard drive, 75-yard drive. Gives Missouri Western a 27 to 20 lead with the 12 minute 42 second mark in the third. Washburn comes right back. Peter a fool, a second touchdown catch from Mitch Schurig. PAT was good. Washburn ties the game at 27. Cooper Burton, right back at it. Third quarter. Cooper Burton six yard touchdown pass from Anthony Vespo. PAT good. 34-27, Missouri Western. And then this is the, where the game starts turning around a little bit. At the third quarter, the five-minute, 35-second mark. Zach Willis, a 13-yard touchdown run. PAT good. Ties the game there for Washburn. And then Jace Williams, a 33-yard touchdown pass from Schurig. Schurig's fifth of the day, 41-34. 30 41-33, Washburn takes the lead to end the third quarter. Fourth quarter, Washburn. A Will Evans 5-yard touchdown run, 47-34. Washburn at the 11-minute, 21-second mark. And then Missouri Western would score their final time of the, of the game. Travion James, a 32-yard touchdown pass from Vespo, 47-41. Missouri Western would have an opportunity to score at the end of the game, but would fail as Missouri Western would fall to Washburn, 47 47- to 41 was the final score. Let's go through some numbers here. Anthony Vespo, a career day through the air. 30 for 42 for 443 yards. Four touchdowns. Did have two picks in the game. But, but I think the thing, though, Missouri Western had a lot of different guys running the football. Brandon had 26 yards on 11 carries. Shane Butler lost jr junior Had 13 carries for 22 yards. Vespo had thir- 8 carries for 39 yards. And then a couple of others added on. That's all there. Career receiving numbers for Travion James 11 catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown. Hezekiah Trotter, four catches, 21 yards, and a score. Ty six catches, 61 yards, and a score. Cooper Burton, two scores on the day at ca- four catches for 58 yards. Mitch Schurig finished 24 30, 388 yards through the air, five down, zero interceptions. That would end, That would earn Schurig the MIAA offensive player of the week. We'll get into more of that here in a bit. The next game that we're going to is Central Oklahoma on the road at Northwest Missouri State. Bearcats' first home game, meaningful home game, since the Lindenwood playoff game back in late November of 2019. The Both teams would be scoreless in the first quarter. Northwest would, however, kick off the scoring in the second quarter at the two-minute, 24-second mark. Mike Hohency, a one-yard rushing touchdown, makes a 7-0 Bearcats. Then... With no time remaining, Mike Hohensee throws up a pass in the end zone, a Hail Mary. Alec Tatum comes down with it. A 44-yard touchdown pass from Hohensee gives the Bearcats a 14-0 lead at the half. Cole Lamell would come out the third quarter, add a field goal onto the total for Northwest, makes a 17-0 Bearcats. And then in later on in the third, 3-minute, 47-minute second mark, Al McKellar adds a 15-yard rushing touchdown. Makes it 24-0, Northwest Missouri State. Northwest would add two more touchdowns, one of them an Alec Tatum 28-yard pass from Hullensi. And then the, the third-string quarterback, Joe Joseph Krause, would come in and deliver a 65-yard strike to Devontae Green. That would be the last score of the game. Makes it 38-0, Northwest Missouri State. And that'd be the score they win by. Bearcats stay undefeated so far in the regular season with a 38 0 win over Central Oklahoma. And let's go over some stats here. Al McKellar, 21 carries for 151 yards and a touchdown for the Bearcats. Devontae Greed added 9 carries for 39 yards on the day. Mike Hohensey, 18 for 27, 251 yards and two touchdowns. Holesley did have an interception in the first quarter, but other than that, had a pretty good day there. Alec Tatum, a career day, named the MIAA Co-Offensive Player of the Week, along with Mitch Schurig. He tallied 11 catches for 205 yards and two scores on the through the air. The big set, I think, for me, as far as Northwest's defense, Bearcats' defense held UCO's rushing game to negative 28 yards in total. That is incredible. What a defensive performance there for Northwest Missouri State. Bearcat shutout, UCO. That will end our Week 4 recaps for both Northwest and Missouri Western. We will be right back on the Cliff Notes Podcast MIAA Week 5 pregame show with our Week 5 preview after this. And welcome back, everybody, to the Week 5 MIAA pregame show here on the Clip Notes Podcast. We just got through putting Week 4 in the books. We're about ready to preview Week 5 of the MIAA schedule, including the big rivalry game, Northwest at Missouri Western. Now, before we preview the big game, let's go ahead and let's run down the standings in the MIAA. What they look like after Week 4. Nebraska Cardi leads the standings right now. They are 4-0 on the season. Followed by Northwest at 3-0. Pitt State Washburn are tied at a 3-1 clip in the MIAA. Four teams are tied at 2-2. Those teams include Missouri Western, Emporia State, Fort Hayes State, and Northeastern State. Missouri Southern UCO, both teams are 1-3 and on the season, while UCM is 0-4 and Lincoln is 0-3. In the AFCA poll this week, Northwest retains the number 2 spot, this week, while UNK moves up to number 12, receiving votes, other teams in the MIAA include Washburn and Pittsburgh State. And the D2Football.com poll, Northwest is number 4 in that poll, Nebraska Kearney is number 15, no other teams in the MIAA are ranked And the D2Football.com poll. As far as the players of the week for week 4, we got co-offensive players of the week, Mick Shuring. The quarterback for Woodburn is the MIAA's co-offensive player of the week, along with Alec Tatum of Northwest Missouri State, the wide receiver there. So both guys, congratulations to both guys there. Defensively, Jackson Barnes for the second straight week is a defensive player of the week. This time, it's standalone. And then special teams, let me see if I'm saying this right. I hope I am. Triumphant Oleg Tungji. Ola Tunji is a sophomore defensive back from Northeastern State. Made some big time special teams plays for the day for Northeastern State. Talk about the big game! Now. Um, the nightcap, one of the nightcaps, the MIAA skip called the big rivalry game: Northwest Missouri State and Missouri Western. Um, Bearcats do own this rivalry twenty-nine to eleven. They have won the last seven, last eight games. No seven. Yeah, seven games of this rivalry. Griffins have yet to win a game in this series since 2012. That is the year the Griffins won the outright MIAA championship. Griffins will be looking to break a seven-game losing streak to the Bearcats. Northwest comes into the season 3-0 on the season, while Missouri Western comes in at 2-2. Northwest, traditionally known for their strong defense, Missouri Western's offense, they've been putting up a lot of yardage and a lot of points. So something's going to have to give. I think really one of the keys for Missouri Western, they are going to have to not get as many. They're going to have to stay out of the double digits as far as penalties, preferably get none, but definitely stay out of the double digits. And they're going to have to find a way to run the football at a consistent clip, which I don't think it's an easy thing against this Northwest defense, but I think those are going to be two of the big keys for Missouri Western, if they're going to walk out of Spratt Stadium with a victory for Northwest, I think they're going to have to limit plays over the top. They're going to have to make Missouri Western beat them with the running game. Griffins, they could pass the football all day, but the running game, you know, they can run the football. Brandon Law and Shane But Brandon Hall and Shane Butler Lawson, they can both have shown they have both have shown flashes to run the football very, very well. I think it's gonna be a big football game. You can check that out, six o'clock at Spratt Stadium. We had an opportunity to get some sound from both coaches and we're gonna kick that off, first of all, with the sound from the Northwest Missouri State head coach, Rich Wright.
1: They're a well coached group. Uh, coach Brown does does an excellent job with the offense. I think they've got some young kids at the skill position who um, are talented and and can hurt you if you make mistakes. Uh, You know we're gonna have to be sound in the things that we do. Uh, Quarterbacks playing well right now. You you know you caught me on a day where I've had an opportunity to watch quite a bit of tape now. Uh, So uh, quarterbacks playing well and if they can create one-on-one matchups they hit you for explosive plays and if you look at the Washburn game uh, that's what a lot of it was was explosives that generated a lot of their offense. My talking point is that if we get up on missouri western early missouri western is not going to blink they've been behind in several games this year and they've come back and played so you know our challenge to my challenge to the kids is that we've got to play 60 minutes you know regardless of what the score is we have to take it one possession at a time and and we've got to be as efficient as we possibly can on both sides of the ball
0: that sound from northwest missouri state head coach rich wright is courtesy of john dykstra of the Maryville Forum. Thanks so much, John, for for sharing that sound with me here on the podcast. And speaking of John, we had an opportunity to catch up with him this week. We talked about last week's game against Central Oklahoma for the Bearcats and his thoughts on Northwest's rivalry game this week against Missouri Western. Here's our conversation with John Dykstra of the Maryville Forum. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We are still continuing on on the Week Five MIAA pre pre-game show, previewing the big matchup between Northwest and Missouri Western this weekend at Spratt Stadium. Of course, I couldn't have a Northwest Missouri Western preview without my guy from the Maryville Forum. That would be John Dykstra.
2: John, welcome back. Thanks. It's good to be back. Appreciate it, Clifton.
0: Good to be back. Um. John, um, I know that you, um, you did some work for the Missouri, um, photo, um, association. I think that's the name of it. Don't quote me on that, but, um,
2: <laughs> Missouri photo workshop, but close. Yeah. yeah. Missouri
0: photo workshop. You did some work for them this past week. So, um, I know that you didn't get a chance to be in attendance for many games as you wanted, but you did get a chance to, um, kind of take in Northwest a little bit after the fact, but, um, just your thoughts on, um, Northwest's performance last Saturday, family day, a shutout win over UCO, uh records broken. Just um your thoughts on the ball game.
2: Well, Rich said uh complimentary football was how he described it. And he was really happy to see um kind of them both working together because we tried to in uh the luncheon the other day, we tried to give the defense a lot of credit and uh shutouts always it seems natural, but Rich pointed back to the offense and the way they controlled that game and controlled the clock, and uh, that was a big deal for them. And uh, with with Hohency and his in his second start there at quarterback, and and Big Al McKeller running the ball, it's it's definitely that that's an area of emphasis. They want to control the game, control possession with their defense and, and running game, and and they did that against uh, UCO. And it never hurts to have uh little Alex Tatum uh, go for 205 yards receiving fourth, most all time in program history, 11 catches caught a hail Mary at the end of the half had two touchdowns. Um, yeah. Alec Tatum had a real, real impressive day. Uh, feel good for the, he's a super senior. I did a, I did a big feature on him this week um, just about his journey and coming back as a as a super senior, and it's good to see that kid uh, have that success. Northwest fans will remember his dad, Bart Tatum, who was a longtime offensive coordinator for uh, for Mel Mud, Then went down to Missouri Southern, had had some success there. Most recently, coached college at Sam Houston State. Uh, now he's coaching high school, but um, yeah, Bart Tatum, Alec Tatum is his son. He's got he's got family up here in Maryville. His grandparents live here. He's got an aunt and uncle. So, um, he's kind of a local kid, even though he graduated down in, down in Texas, where Sam Houston state is, but he's, he's kind of local at the heart. So it's, it's nice to see him, uh, really have a career day when uh, he decided to come back despite already having his degree.
0: Absolutely. Um, uh, also, shout out to uh, Jackson Barnes and shout out to Alec Tatum. Absolutely shout out to both those guys. Their performances this past Saturday are the MIAA co-offensive player of the week and co and defense, not co but standalone defensive player of the week this two weeks for Jackson Barnes. So, uh, two weeks in a row for Jackson, though. Two weeks in a row. Definitely congratulations on that, Jackson. Um, but, John, this is the big one here this week. Um, Northwest, um, last week they made it to number two in the AFCA poll. Um, This week, they're on the road trip. It's a big time rivalry. Um, Northwest, Missouri Western, always good crowds. Um, You know, Northwest has gotten the better of this rivalry since that 2012 game, again, uh, where Missouri Western won the MIAA title. Northwest has been undefeated ever since. So, um, John, uh, what's your thoughts on this ball game? And what are the keys for Northwest walking out of Spratt Stadium still
2: undefeated? Well, I was at that 2012 game. That was when I was still in college at Mo West. So uh, Rich is going to have to hope that I'm not good luck for the Griffins showing up again Saturday. But um, they, I mean, it's the same, it's the same deal. They're going to want to control the ball. Al McKeller. that's got to be priority one, two, and three for Missouri Western's defense is finding a way to slow him down. Nobody's really been able to do it this year if you can force my co to be a passer and take out the running game that's that's missouri western's chance because they need it to be a low scoring game i know their their offense has been explosive the last few weeks but it's it's hard to see them scoring like they did against washburn against northwest defense uh a defense that's averaging 1.9 yards per carry against them so um, Northwest has excelled at making teams one dimensional this year. And that's what Mo West has to do this week. If they're going to have a chance to, uh, to pull what would be a pretty monumental upset in uh, in the world of D2, I know here at MIAA, we look and we, we see the talent that Mo West has, but, but nationally, um, I think it would, it would send some shock waves around and really, uh be a, be a huge program win win for Matt Williamson, obviously. And if he can, uh, if he can get over that hump and, uh, and beat, uh, beat uh, the team to the North, as you would say, the, the Bearcats up here. So um, I think that's going to be the key is trying to find a way to slow down Northwest running game. Devontae Green had a huge play last week too. He's been really good. So it's not just Al McKellar. So, um that's got to be that's got to be priority one is is trying to slow them down and then hopefully you force the the quarterback with Mike Cohen seeing his third career start into a couple mistakes and uh and maybe get a couple turnovers a couple extra possessions they're gonna need they're gonna need the ball to bounce their way a few times I think to pull the upset but it'll it'll certainly be a fun game and a and a fun atmosphere as it always is at Sprat Stadium when uh, the Bearcats and the Griffins meet up. Absolutely. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think you and I, once again, I've told uh, people this. I
0: think we're going to be about two of like ten different media members there at the <laughs> game. I feel like everybody and their mother's going to be at that game. It's going to be fun. So um, I've been saying all week, um, g- if you want to get in the stadium, go gogriffins.com. Go get yourself some tickets. Be in the house. Um miaa network um you can definitely catch there or um you can catch up um, john's um live tweeting and you can catch him at the maryville forum.com slash sports
2: yeah uh jackson burns kind of going off your attendance thing there jackson Barnes kind of issued a challenge for uh, griffin fans this week he said when they play at scrat stadium it feels like a home game for the bearcats so um griffin fans might want to might want to show up and uh and make it feel less of a home game i know it's it's a close proximity and a lot of griffin fans come up to maryville when they play on in the opposite years but yeah <laughs> you might want to buy them up griffin fans before uh, the bearcat fans buy them all up
0: absolutely i think it's gonna be a fun game definitely looking forward to it Um, uh, john thank you so much for coming on the podcast and thank you so much for everything you've contributed um everything on uh, the Northwest end, the high school in the, the we got a sponsorship deal with you for the forums. Thank you so much for your contribution to this podcast. And um, we look forward to seeing you on the field on Saturday night.
2: Thank you, Clifton. Thanks for what you do for football at all levels in Northwest Missouri. And that was John Dykstra of the Maryville forum. Thanks so much,
0: John, for coming on the podcast. Now, the last interview that we got on the Northwest side is of course the voice of the Northwest Missouri State Bearcats John Coffey. Last week he called his 451st consecutive game. This Saturday against Missouri Western will be his 420s 452nd ball game. We had an opportunity to talk to John. He offered his thoughts on the week 4 matchup with the Broncos and his thoughts on this huge rivalry game with the Griffs. Here's in our conversation with the voice of the Bearcats, John Coffey.
3: This call is now being
0: recorded. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We, we are continuing on with our Week 5 MIAA pregame show. It is Rivalry Week. It is Northwest at Missouri Western, and we couldn't have this podcast without the voice of the Northwest Missouri State Bearcats. John Coffey is back with us. John, how are you? Uh, doing well, doing well. Well, John. Um, last week I was in the house. Uh, of course, you were in the house for Bearcat Radio. You and Matt Tritton saw a pretty good um performance from Northwest last week. It was Family Day, home opener for the first time in six hundred and some days. Northwest gets a shutout over C- Central Oklahoma, thirty-eight to nothing was the final score. Um, John, just um, walk us through your thoughts on the game.
3: Well, I think uh, really it was. Uh, uh, a game that score-wise in the first half that was uh, the uh, score didn't really indicate the type of game it was. It was a, The score indicated it might have been a little bit closer game, but Northwest was able to move the ball well offensively. They just couldn't finish with uh, some of their possessions there in the first half before they got a couple of scores late. And I think the big play That uh, Hail Mary that went to Alec Tatum to end the first half was really a huge momentum breaker as well. Uh, Northwest going up 14-0 at halftime and then just came out in the second half and dominated. And uh, defense throughout the entire game was just fantastic, I thought. And um, I think they're really coming together. Uh, When you look at them just limiting um, UCO to just 122 yards and minus 28 rushing was just fantastic. And uh, uh, when uh, the defense plays that well, they're going to win an awful lot of games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Their defense looks really good. It seems like Northwest always has a great defense every single year. But um like I like I mentioned at the beginning of our interview here, it is robbery week. Northwest makes the trip to St. Joseph to take on Missouri Western Bearcats are number 2 in the D2 Football Nation. Um John, I know you guys have been you and Matt have been doing preparation all week long on Missouri Western. What are what are your thoughts on Missouri Western as during your preparation and What do you think are going to be some of the keys for um, Northwest to walk out of um, Spratt Stadium with a victor on Saturday night?
3: I guess first thing I think of when I I think of Missouri Western is they're a very young team at some very uh, uh, key positions, but they're a team that just battles hard. Uh, They never give up. Uh, Even in uh, the games that they've lost, they've uh, really found a way to move the ball offensively and uh, uh, defensively, I think uh, they're not a bad team, although they've given up. Uh, some uh, points so far this season, but uh, the thing that really strikes me is just uh, how, no matter what the score is, uh, they're battling, and uh, that is very impressive. And I think, regardless of what happens on Saturday, it's they're going northwest, going to face a Missouri Western team that uh, really is uh, uh, going to be a team that's going to play from the opening kickoff to the very end.
0: Yeah, absolutely, definitely, um, John. I know I'm definitely looking forward to the game. I know you're looking forward to the game. Um, Where can people um, catch you and Matt on the radio on Saturday? What time does the pregame start? All that good stuff.
3: Pre-game at uh, 5 o'clock with Bearcat Game Day, and then it'll be a, a 6 o'clock uh, kickoff, and we'll have it on our flagship station, 90.5 FM KXCV. We're also on in Chillicothe at 88.9 FM with KRNW, and also a uh, Philly station at uh, KKWK and Cameron will have the game, and then, of course, our Bearcat Public Media app and our website. will have it if uh, you're unable to be around the radio or outside the listening area where you can uh, stream or broadcast.
0: Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it. John Coffey, voice of the Bearcats. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again. And um, I will see you on Saturday night. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much, John Coffey, the voice of the Northwest Missouri State Bearcats, for coming on the podcast and joining us once again for the second straight week. Now let's move on to the Missouri Western side. And first, we're going to kick that off from hearing from the head coach of the Griffs, Matt Williamson, from the Monday Luncheon. This is courtesy of Tommy Rezach and KFEQ Radio.
4: Obviously, they're they're a talented team. Um, they uh, Their defense is really solid this year, very solid. They've got a little bit more speed than they usually do, and, and they've been playing really well um, and playing, you know, um, playing at a high level. We're going to have to come out and obviously uh, – Establish the run game, you know um, initially and um, and that's one of the things that you know just thinking about You know when you when we're lining up to play them you know if we become one-dimensional against them uh, where we're not able to run the ball um, They've got a very good defensive line that, mm-hmm. that creates some pressure and, and some movement and stuff there So um, if, if they can lock us into that then then there will probably be in a situation um, where you know that's not the ideal situation that we want to be in so uh, we've talked as a staff and one of the big things is we're gonna make sure that our run game is is on point and as you can see is if we have success in the, in the run game and continue to push through that what happens is it opens up the back end a little bit um, from that end too so we'll, uh, we'll work on it really hard this week to make sure that we're uh, that our kids are uh, focused in on that we're going to be a complete package it's not going to be hey we're going to throw it every down or we're just going to run it every down Um, We want to have the opportunity to do both. If you can against a team like this, then we'll definitely have success for sure.
0: That was Coach Matt Williamson, head coach of the Missouri Western Griffins. Once again, thanks so much, Tommy, for supplying that sound. Let's keep the interviews rolling. The first interview that we got coming up here, we got Brandon Zitter from News Press Now and host of Griffin Sports Spotlight. He joined us to talk about last week's game against Washburn And a look ahead and a keys to the game for Missouri Western to come out of Spratt Stadium with a victory. Here's our interview with Brandon Zinner, and that's coming up right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We're continuing on with our Week 5 MIAA pregame show. We are here with News Press Now's Brandon Zinner. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks, Cliff. Absolutely. It's rivalry week, and that's always fantastic there. We'll get to that here in just a few minutes. But last Saturday, you were at the Missouri-Western game in Topeka, Kansas. Um, I even though you were in Kansas. It was a Texas shootout at Washburn as, as Missouri-Western came up on the wrong end of it. 47-41 was the final score. Um, Brandon, just walk us through the game.
5: Oh, yeah. Obviously, uh, the Western offense, as you can tell just by the score, was Firing all cylinders, but the defense uh, was anything but. The Washburn scored touchdowns on seven of their first nine possessions, and uh, uh, Western just really had no uh, no ways to stop them all day. And uh, from talking with Coach Willie uh, Matt Williamson over there, the head football coach from Missouri Western, sounds like uh, they they liked the game plan that they had. They liked the the play calls, the checks, and everything. And uh, it was just a lack of execution and. Uh, getting in the right formations, the right alignment for the guys that are on defense. And uh, it's, it seems like they liked the posi- position they were in, and if they were able to execute those kind of things, that they felt like they could have came away with a big win in week four. Um, but but here we are, instead the Western defense reeling uh, for the year, kind of the fourth week in a row. Uh, showed ability to bounce back in the second half, first three weeks, and weren't able to get it done on Saturday. Pretty discouraging going into kind of the, the biggest game of the year now this week.
0: Absolutely. The schedule doesn't get any easier for Missouri Western. As we mentioned, big rivalry game. Northwest Missouri State comes to town. Number two Northwest. Um, I know uh, Missouri Western has been on the wrong side of this rivalry for the past several seasons, but um, I think this is going to be a pretty electric atmosphere at Spratt Stadium. And I know you and I have been there for the past several games at Spratt. So um, what do you think are the keys for Missouri Western for a victory over Northwest. And what do you think we will we'll expect on Saturday? Yeah, you
5: said at first that the crowd should be, should be awesome, a Saturday uh, night game, not sure there's anything else going on. And, uh, yeah, there should be no reason that that place isn't uh, isn't sold out on Saturday just with how both programs are, are doing and how both programs are trending. Uh, as far as Missouri Western, I think uh, the obvious is going to be uh, don't allow 47 points because – uh, while the offense is electric if you allow 47 points to northwest you will not beat uh this bearcat football team so missouri Washington, they've got to come I, I don't think you want to play from behind uh against this northwest team with their their ability and their front seven to to get after the pass rusher and or to to rush the passer and other uh, things that they're able to make happen on defense and then that leads to some turnovers and then you have punts and Northwest can do things in the punt game as well, blocking and all the special teams, things that they do at Northwest. So I think from Western, you have to set a tone in the first quarter. Don't play from behind, try to get some stops. And uh, if you're able to build a two score lead, uh, you can try to make things happen. It's going to be a tough test, but this Western offense they've shown uh, they've, they have probably one of the best wide receiver trios, if not the MIAA, all of the country with Ezekiah uh, Trotter and Cooper Burton and, uh, with uh, Tra- Tra- Travion James, and uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing it wouldn't surprise me if Vandy Vespo comes out and throws the ball 45 times like he did last week. It's hard to run this Northwest team, and uh, Western ran for just 100 yards a week ago. So uh, I expect them to go to the pass, try to lie at the scoreboard, and and probably hope that they can stop uh, this, this Northwest team uh, just enough times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know Brandon and I will be about one or two of like 10 media members that will be there. So um I highly recommend anybody if you're in town and you do not have tickets to this ball game. I highly recommend go to grogriffins.com, get tickets to the game, or go to the MIAA network.com.com. Get get your eyes or get your butts in those seats at Sprat Stadium. It will definitely be an electric atmosphere. Brandon. Thank you so much for coming on and um uh, go ahead and unplug once again where people can find your work at. Well, it doesn't matter where people can find me. Uh, it what just matters if you're having trouble t-
5: getting tickets, just reach out to Clifton. Uh, I'm sure he has uh, all the hookups and he'll uh, he'll get you set up with uh with the prime time seating there inside Sprat Stadium. is that right, Clifton? Oh,
0: absolutely. Primetime seating up go to gogriffins.com. I'll hook you up with a link there, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, dude. Um Good luck to you, and um, we'll see you on the field on Saturday night. Have a good one, Clifton. Thanks so much, Brandon Zetter, for coming on the podcast once again. And the last interview that we have on the Missouri Western side of things is the voice of the Griffins, the brand-new voice of the Griffins. Tommy Rezach is with us. He talks about his first couple games getting into the saddle as the voice. We talked about last week's game against Washburn, and his thoughts on this huge matchup with Northwest. Here's our interview with Tommy Rezach right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We're continuing on with our week five MIAA pregame show. And we got on for the first time on the MIAA portion of the podcast. The brand new voice of the Missouri Western Griffins, Tommy Rezach is with us. Tommy, how are you?
3: Hey,
6: Clifton, I'm doing great, Uh, glad to be on the show, and uh, yeah, it's been quite an adventure. This will be just my third game as the new voice of the Griffins, but yeah, it's been a memorable two games for Missouri Western, what they've been able to do, especially on offense here, and looking forward to being a part of this Northwest
0: Western rivalry for the first time. Absolutely, we'll get into that here in just a few minutes here, but I, first of all, um, since the last time we've talked on air at least... um, the boy life comes at you really quick, huh? Um Dave Riggert goes and accepts a job at James Madison. Um shout out to Dave Riggert, by the way. Um Dave accepts a job at James Madison. The voice of the Griffins job comes open. Your name the voice of the Griffins, like you said, you got two games underneath your belt. What's been the whole experience been like for you?
6: <laughs> yeah, you're right. It it did happen very fast. Um, you know, talk a month and a half ago you know, the well, the plan when the season started was, yeah, Dave is of course going to continue on doing play by play. And then I was going to be like the studio highlights host and then maybe fill in on sidelines from time to time. But then, yeah, like uh, I knew, I think I knew about Dave's uh, position before the central Oklahoma game. So I uh, went with him to UCO to, to do the game with him. I was his color analyst that night. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like, so my Second day at KFEQ, uh, I got a press release from Missouri Western saying he was the new SID. So we kind of started our new positions right, around, literally at about the exact same time, of course. And, of course, he'd been sports director. He had had my job for about a decade there and uh, knew I had big shoes to fill then. And then when the Griffins portion of the job came open and uh, Eagle Radio <laughs> pulled me aside and said, yeah, you're you're doing it, of course, I was thrilled um but also like wow what a wasn't expecting it and b knew i have big shoes to fill but uh no i think dave was pretty helpful in the transition um he had about a two-week period there to wrap up his time at western and get to virginia and uh yeah i thought he was very helpful and kind of just telling me showing me how things things run i mean i've been a veteran of play by play here for a few years and kind of know how to run the equipment and everything so it wasn't really all that hard, but he did kind of introduce me to some folks that I need to know and just kind of told me like how the order of things went. And, uh, yeah. And then, you know, after the Fort Hayes state game, he had to get on the road and leave. So, uh, yeah, didn't really, my paths with Dave didn't really cross that much. I've lived here nine months and for the first six months, I barely got to see Dave at all just because, you know, he was on the road with the Griffins and I was covering high school and that's just kind of how it was. But, uh, in the summer, got to see him a few times, talked to him a few times, just as I was getting to know him uh he leaves town but uh that's, that's life for you and uh no i I wish him well and i I appreciate everything that he's shown me in the short time that I've known him and uh yeah, just thrilled to be here and um like I said, I'm quite a bit younger than Dave and uh pretty new here. I think there's still some folks that are maybe learning who I am, but I can promise people one thing i i I'm gonna work really hard at this. this is something. Being the voice of an NCAA program has been my goal since day one, and uh, I'm thrilled to, that it is this position that it's MIAA that I'm in St. Joseph, working for a great university and great radio station. So, you know, I know Dave is loved by a lot of people here, and uh, there's not there's not going to be another Dave riggers but there is one Tommy Reda, and I I want people to you know kind of get to know me and get to appreciate me the way they did him, and I think in time that's going to come, and I think this journey has been off to a terrific start.
0: Absolutely. The only thing you can do is be yourself there, my friend. So um, last Saturday, um, Missouri Western was in Topeka. Even though we were in Kansas, it was an old-fashioned Texas shootout. Um, 47-41 was the final score. Unfortunately, somebody had to lose the game. Unfortunately, that was Missouri Western. Um, Fell to a really good Washburn team. Um, They started out very well in the first half this time, and in the second half kind of – kind of the defense kind of got away from them a little bit, but um, Tommy, just your thoughts on the ball game last Saturday in Topeka.
6: Yeah. I mean, somewhat like the Emporia game, it kind of felt like a roller coaster ride with uh, momentum changing hands a few different times, but uh, yeah, you're right. They played, I think, easily their most complete half of offense in that first half, putting up 20 points and they were tied. They had a chance to take the lead going into halftime. I think they had the ball with like three minutes left and, and were unable to get anything done. And then but Washburn had one drive before the half and didn't score either. So yeah, it was a tie ball game. Uh there going into the locker room. So yeah, both quarterbacks, Mitch Schurig for Washburn, Anthony Vespo. Western really operated extremely well uh in that first half and throughout the game. But uh yeah, I think Western certainly went into the locker room with their heads held high. Uh, and I think that was really the first time all year that You could say that. And they got the ball to start the second half, and they scored on that opening possession. They led two different times in the second half. So, yeah, it seemed like things were going well. Um, But unfortunately, yeah, the Griffin defense just couldn't get off the field. I mean, it's as simple as that. Uh, Washburn scored touchdowns on seven of their nine possessions, and uh, Washburn didn't have a punt in the second half until there was 10 seconds left in the ballgame. So yeah, I mean you you credit the Ichabods. I mean Mitch Schurig, one of the best quarterbacks in this league right now. Uh the the son of head coach Craig Schurig, also a fine coach there. So you give Washburn a lot of credit. They did some good things, but yeah, the Griffin defense, I, I know Coach Williamson and uh Justin Richter, the D coordinator, uh pretty disappointed uh with that effort on defense. I think Washburn had five hundred thirty yards and and uh Schurig passed for five touchdowns. So you just feel so bad uh for the offense. I mean, Anthony Vespo setting the school record with 448 yards. I mean, Travion James, Cooper Burton, Hezekiah Trotter, all just, hey, they're, you know, they've been studs all year, but they just had career days. They just had big, big moments in that ball game, making huge plays. And Vespo really just keeping his team in the game. And I maybe mean, Western didn't quit. I mean, they scored a touchdown in the final minute, made it a six-point game. And I'll be darned. They almost got their onside kick. Uh, Cody Watson got a nice kick off there, but uh, just a little out of reach. The kick goes out of bounds, and Washburn was able to burn off enough time to get out of town with the win. So, yeah, you know, I mean, two losses for Western this year, both of them by six points or less. Uh, yeah, I know they for sure felt like they should have been 3-0 and going into Washburn and talked to some of the guys on the team. They probably feel like they should be 4-0, and and that's not completely off base. So, uh, great, great offensive performance, best of the year, uh, best in school history in some in some cases, but uh, it is a loss, and uh, I think there's a lot to work on on defense and special teams, too. I mean, Coach Williamson said it, and I agree with him. Special teams was kind of a liability, Cliff. They had 10 penalties in that game, Western did, seven of them on special teams. I mean, just kind of dumb, preventable things. They were off sides on a kickoff once. They got called on a horse collar tackle on a kick return. Uh, holding uh, illegal block in the back on several kick and punt returns. I mean, just special teams' penalties was killing their momentum throughout the day. So, uh, Coach Willie said it you got to win two out of the three phases to win the game. And Western
0: only won one of the phases and they lost. So, there you go. Well, Tommy, they're going to have another, they're going to have an opportunity to rebound on Saturday night. Uh, Saturday night, six o'clock kickoff. Your, your bitter rival, the number two team in the nation. Northwest Missouri State comes to town. It's going to be a big game at Spratt Stadium. I do recommend if you do not have a ticket or you do not have the MIAA network, I would recommend getting one of those before Saturday. Tommy, just your thoughts on this matchup for Northwest with Northwest and what are going to be some of the keys for the Griffins if they're going to pull an upset victory on Saturday night.
6: Well, first off, Clifton, I would say if you cannot get a ticket and you don't want to pay for the MIAA network, may I suggest tuning in to listen to the game on 680-KFEQ. But uh, uh, beyond that, no, yeah, this is a, this is the biggest game of the year. And, you know, not only because it's a regional rival, but not only because Maryville's 40 minutes up the road, but it's the best team on your schedule. And everyone circles this one. Uh, it's of great local and regional interest. Uh yeah and, and it's no secret that western's kind of gotten kicked around in this series the last few years That griffin's haven't beat northwest in football uh since 2012 and if my uh research memory serves that's the year western won the miaa so it, it's been a minute and of course coach williamson hasn't been able to beat northwest in in the years that he's been uh in saint joseph and uh you know it's it's kind of the same old thing with northwest an uh, outstanding uh, defense, but also a pretty capable offense this year. I think the Bearcats have found a spark uh, with Mike Owensy, uh, a backup who's been in their program for a long time. I mean, his pass efficiency numbers are literally some of the best, if not the best, in the country right now. So it's a big challenge on, on both sides of the ball. I mean, it's a Northwest football team. It doesn't really matter who the coach is, whether it's Rich Wright, whether it's Mel Churchma, you're going to face a team that's very physical, that's very disciplined, a team that doesn't turn the ball over very much, a team that plays hard-nosed defense, and a team that's going to run the ball at you a lot. But as we've seen, the Bearcats have found a spark in their passing game now too. So in terms of keys for the game for Missouri Western, I, I think I think passing the ball, I think letting Anthony Vespo continue to operate comfortably is going to give them their best shot. I As talented as Brandon Hall and Sheen Butler Lawson Jr. and Trayvon Harris are, I don't really see the Griffins being able to run effectively against the Bearcat front seven heck Washburn shut down Missouri Western's running game. The Griffins held the under a hundred yards against the Ichabod. So if Washburn can shut them down, I don't, I don't think the Griffins are going to run it very well against Northwest. So, I mean, a lot's going to ride on the offensive line. If you can give Vespo time, give him a clean pocket, make him comfortable. Then I think he has the weapons and he has the tools and he has the brains to, to keep Western in this game and put points on the board. So, I truly believe this is the best offense that Northwest will see this year, Um, but on the flip side, for Missouri Western on defense, look, the Bearcats are going to put up points. I mean, that's just the way it is, but you got to get off the field. I mean, Washburn was converting on third, in some cases, fourth down a lot uh, last week, so you got to find ways to get stops, got to find ways to create a turnover, if at all possible. Washburn was turnover free last week, so... Yeah, just find ways to, to get off the field, get Northwest into some third down situations. and Just find ways to keep them off the board. You're not going to keep them off the board every drive, but you can come up with just a few moments in that game where you can maybe flip the field or, you know, just get a third down stop and make them punt the ball away or at least hold them to a field goal even. Any way you can limit the Bearcats uh, offensive attack is going to give them a chance. And then it goes back to what I said in the previous uh, question, Clifton special teams I mean Matt Williamson is big on special teams and I think it pained him to see a lot of those special teams errors uh, against Washburn so I think special teams is a good place to start I mean if Western plays clean plays smart you know takes away the penalties has a little bit better kick returns I think that's a great place to start I mean I truly believe special teams is kind of a reflection of your team at large so you play well on special teams chances are you're going to win a lot of games so I mean I expect Northwest to win this game I think about everybody does, but I think it's going to be closer than what a lot of people are giving it credit for. I think Western's going to put up some points. I think Northwest will put up some points. I think Northwest is the clear favorite if you compare the defenses, but if the Griffins are able to get some stops, if they're able to limit Northwest on offense, I think Anthony Vespo has, like I said, he has the people around him to make things happen and to give him at least a shot.
0: So, Absolutely. I think it's going to be a break ball game. Definitely. You're going to be in the house. I'm going to be in the house with about 10 other media members. It seems like so. Um, Tommy, um, where can they catch the game on the radio dial online? Uh, what time is pregame? All that good stuff.
6: Yeah, appreciate you. Let me uh, promote that a little bit. So, yeah, pregame will start at five o'clock. Uh, that's on uh, KFEQ 680 a.m. 95.3 fm we also uh, stream it online at 680kfeq.com and we also have the free kfeq mobile app or on your alexa device just say alexa play kfeq and so those are all ways that you can listen to it uh it's been the uh, radio home of the Griffins since i believe the uh the early 90s so uh yeah i think it, it helps you know that the griffins are on in the biggest am signal in northwest missouri outside of 610 sports radio so um, you know big long signal that reaches multiple states uh, you know I think KFEQ we're celebrating our 100th anniversary next year so yeah uh, it's great that Missouri Western Sports gets to be on a heritage station like KFEQ and I'm just honored to to be able to describe what I see and, and and that people get to listen to it I mean it's I mean Clifton you know college football is my favorite sport you know being a Lincoln Nebraska guy you know huge Husker fan and you know, grew up around a great college football atmosphere, and and I was the voice of an NAIA school for two years, so I appreciate this sport at all levels, and really excited to see this rivalry uh, under the lights, uh, you know, in, in St. Joseph, and what I believe to be a great college football atmosphere, so yeah, like I said, I mean, this is, this is something I wanted to do all the time, is just call NCAA sports on the radio, and I think we have a really special uh, game in front of us this weekend.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, KFEQ, MIAA Network, or get a ticket into the stadium. You do not want to miss this game. I've been texting my friends all over the place. Hey, get to this game. Watch this game. Listen to this game. Do whatever it takes to get your eyes or ears or butts into the stadium. It's going to be a fun one. I'm really excited. Um, Tommy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and looking forward to seeing you, Brad, on Saturday.
6: Yeah, thanks for having me, Clifton. And this is the third interview I've done, whether it be radio or podcast, about this game. And it's only, as we tape this, it's only Wednesday. So it's safe to say the uh, the interest is high in this game, and rightfully so. And, yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. And thank you so much, Tommy Rezach, for always helping out and joining the podcast this week. Our last interview this week is a kind of on the neutral side that's going to be Devin Albertson of D2Football.com. Not only do we recap week four from Northwest and Missouri Western, we look ahead to week five of the MIAA schedule. Here's our interview with Devin Albertson of D2Football.com. And we're here on the Clip Notes podcast. We are continuing on with our MIAA week five pregame show. We are here with the MIAA correspondent of on D2Football.com, that would be Devin Albertson. Devin, welcome.
7: Welcome. How you doing?
0: Uh, I'm doing great. Looking forward to a great weekend. And um, Devin, let's recap a little bit of a Week Four real quick. I'm going to start out with a shootout in Topeka, 47-41, mm-hmm. the final score. Um, Western Western had a lead, gave uh, gave up about 20 straight points. To Washburn, make a run at the end. Um, I thought this was going to – I thought the game was going to go exactly like this. I thought it was going to be a nice Texas shootout in Topeka. Unfortunately, somebody had to lose. That ended up being Missouri Western. Washburn was able to get the victory in that. Uh, Devin, just um, your
7: thoughts on the game. Yeah, in my preview, I predicted 41-38 Washburn. So I felt pretty good about that when it was 47-41 Washburn. That I was right in the same ballpark with a high-scoring game. Um, Western started out faster this week, so that was good to see for them. At least going forward, they were able to start out a little faster pace. That third quarter was kind of the opposite of Western, where they've been most of the year, uh, from going up to being down by 20 points, kind of their uh, blink of an eye. They're kind of really down by two scores. Really kind of hurt them in their uh, victory efforts there at Topeka. But Western's a good team. Uh, they barely lost to Kearney back in week two at up in Kearney. Sorry, week three at Kearney. Uh, so they're a good football team. I mean, they had a lead late there versus the Carney. They beat Missouri Western here. They got Northwest here in a couple of weeks. Washburns are definitely a good team still, and we can keep an eye on here going forward. If for Missouri Western, they got big play offense. Vespo's have played really well. He had those two interceptions, but other than that, he threw for 400 plus yards and four touchdowns. He looked really good. Uh, Cooper Burton's a very good receiver there. Saint Joe native, um, too, makes a little extra special there for the Griffins as well. And they got talent on receiver positions, so they can able put some points up in a hurry. We'll see if they do that this week um, versus a really good defense in Northwest. But Missouri Western, they're going to be a tough team to beat week in, week out. I know they're 2-2 two and two right now, and that loss to UCO is really hurting at this point because it could be 3-1 and one and still kind of in that mix, a little bit at the top of the conference. So I think it really sets them back a bit, but they've shown last three weeks they can play and beat anyone in the conference. So I think it's a lot of fun there for the Griffins. Absolutely. Definitely a couple shout outs there. Uh, Mitch Shuriga was the MIAA
0: Offensive Player of the Week for his performance in that game. Also, Anthony Vespo had a career high in passing. And also, Trevion James had a career high in receiving. So definitely a um, shout out to all three of those guys there on your great offensive performances. Next up, Maryville. First home game in 600 some days. It's family day. UCO came to town. Uh, Northwest, uh, a great day on the ground from Al McKeller. Um, another career high for Alec Tatum in receiving. I was there at this game, and just the North, the Northwest defense just looking dominant as always. Um, Devin, just your thoughts on North on number
7: two ranked Northwest's performance against UCL. So I rewatched this game on Saturday night. I missed the game live, so I, I saw the score and what was kind of happening about the game but I wanted to go back and rewatch it. I knew it was 14-0 at halftime, and it was 7 nothing deep in the second quarter, and you're kind of thinking, what's kind of going on here? But when I rewatched the game, I agree with what Matt Tritton said on the broadcast for the Bearcat Radio Network. The Northwest was dominating that game, and it was 0-0. Their defense was absolutely lights out. The offense was moving the ball with ease up and down the field. They missed a field goal. They had interception. that really kind of stalled the offense, but they were moving the ball um, on offense a little bit there, in the defense – I can't say enough of how good the linebacker core is from Northwest behind that front four. They were flying around the football. Barnes and company, Volstat um, can't remember all the names there, the linebackers. So they're all like little mini clones of each other that just fly around the football field and just smack people. I mean, it's a lot of fun to watch that defense play. The D line's really good. Um, so I'm really interested to see how they go going forward against Missouri Western, a team that can like to spread the ball out a little bit and can really hurt you vertically kind of deal how they deal with that a little bit, but Northwest defense is very good. They get the offense rolling in second half. My favorite play of the day was actually when they had the fake speed option to the right and the safety came barreling down the line of scrimmage and Hohency just stops a little pop pass over the defense for an easy touchdown, beautiful play design and some creativity that Northwest offense has missed last couple of years that I saw that I said, Oh, that's different. That's something that we haven't seen here in the last couple of years. That's a lot of fun as well. Um, I know after the play, there was a discussion there's a lineman downfield and Hohancy actually went to the official and said, we practice this play all the time. I promise you none of my linemen were downfield because they know better. So I love to see that there's some consistency in the offense. They know exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And there's trust with each other that he trusts his lineman out downfield because they've worked it over and over. So Northwest offense is still a work in progress, but it's providing results here back to back weeks now against Central Missouri and Central Oklahoma and they'll leave that offense this coming week as well. Absolutely. Another couple of different shout-outs that we're going to do here.
0: Uh, Jackson Bards got the um, defensive player of the week for the second straight week. Um, definitely shout-out there. Uh, also, I wanted to talk about that Hail Mary a little bit. That Hail Mary at the end of the half, uh, Policci just throwing that up to Alec Tatum. I thought that really was the big turning point of the game for Northwest. You know, they had all the momentum going into the half, and they just kept going on, you know, that defense with – Jackson Bards and those linebackers, Roberts, Phillips, all those guys just just floating around there. So that was the second straight week I got to see Northwest, but this um, this week will be the third straight. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, Something else I want to talk about, one of our favorite players in the MIAA to watch does it again. TJ Davis does it again. Um, We talked about over the last couple weeks, Missouri Western, their second half comebacks. Cardi had a comeback in the second half of the third straight week. And just T.J. Davis just proving why he's one of the best players in the MIAA. Just your your thoughts on T.J. Davis's uh, performance in that game.
7: Yeah, T.J. Davis is a special player. I know he didn't run the ball for a whole lot of yards over UCM. They kind of bottomed him to only 50 yards. I think it was 51 yards or so uh, is what he had in the day. But he did other things he needed to have done. They're, they started out really slow. They scored the first couple of drives. But after that, they had a big lull in the middle of the game. And UCM came out and they scored repeatedly early on. You saw a UCM team that for the first time all year had some real fighting on offense and defense at the same time, and they almost pulled off the upset. I thought there was real telling with Central Missouri. Carrie took the lead with like eight minutes to go in the ball game for the first time all game, and that's come at a point where the Mules just laid down, okay, our upset bid. We played our butts off for 45 minutes. That was a good effort, 50 minutes, but now it's over. They came back down, scored, retook the lead, yeah, it took a really good effort and a drive, 10 plays, 70 yards, and just under three minutes for Carney to retake the lead late there and win that game. I think it was a real gut-check moment for Carney to kind of be like, hey, we weren't didn't have our A game today. Offensively, defensively, we were not at our best, and we were still able to go on the road in one of the best conferences in D2 and still pick up a huge win to keep the conference title hopes alive and our playoff hopes alive and not have a bad loss in the resume right now. So good win there for Carney to get that win. DJ Davis – it's just a special player, so we'll see what happens there. Um, and one of the sh- shout out: I know we're shout-out players of the week and everything, He's there's actually co-offensive players of the week. Alec Tatum from Northwest had 205 yards receiving on 11 receptions. I think he's one of seven times in Northwest history that receiver from over 200 yards. Call that Hail Mary. Little Wes Welker in the slot is all he is. He's super quick in the slot. He's tough to defend in that way. You can't – you see him covering a man in the open slot because he's just going to beat the guy. He just what it is, he's slippery. He's a really smart player. He's a super quick laterally as well. So tough, tough nose player. I want to give him a little Wes Woker white little spot receiver shout out kind of deal there for Alec Tatum. But he's a good football player. I know he says Huntsville, Texas, but he's a Maryville kid. He's a townie, uh, despite being from Texas. They moved down there when he was in high school, but he's a townie at heart kind of deal. It's kind of cool for him to see him come back and do it for his hometown team kind of deal at the college level.
0: Absolutely. Definitely. Shout out to all of those guys. A lot of players we shouted out there in that last part there, but this week it's week five of uh, the big one. I'll be there. I think you're going to be there too. Um, Northwest of Missouri Western. I know um, you, you take a look at the past several years and you may think, you know, Oh, you know, Northwest is going to win this game, but I'll tell you what, if you've, if you've been at Spratt stadium, the last couple games there, you know, just the magic, that's happened there. And, you know, this Griffin offense, um, when they're on, they're on, you know, with uh, their offense, Northwest's defense, uh, something's got to give here. And um, just, uh, your Devin, your thoughts on this big-time rivalry between Northwest and Missouri Western at Spratt Saturday?
7: Well, i talked about this all week kind of deal. Miss Northwest, they have to limit Missouri Western's big plays because they feed off of that big plays on offense and turnovers on defense. So, if you're Northwest – Take care of the football. You'll be able to get your plays with Alan McKeller and Green in the running game, O-N-C off, ONC off play action, stuff like that. They'll be fine I think, on offense. They just can't turn the ball over because once Western smells a turnover, they kind of tailspin. They do a little bit more and more on that defense, kind of gets more and more fired up, kind of doing plays faster. And on offense, Missouri Western, they're one broken tackle away at any point from breaking off a big one with Cooper Burton um, and the other guys they have there in the receiver group. They're really fun on offense. You've seen that against Emporia, against Fort Hayes, against Washburn. They can put up points in a hurry. I think it might be struggle for them to get in the red zone. Northwest only allowed four red zone trips all year and only one touchdown out of those drives. Um, only one position has ended in a touchdown. So, Northwest, they don't let you get to the red zone, let alone score when you get there kind of deal. So, Northwest, defensively, if you limit the big plays and force Missouri Western to go 10, 11 plays down the field, they're going to make a mistake eventually. So, if you're Northwestern, it's that. for Missouri Western – you got to find a way for Northwest defense to overpursue, kind of deal and get some big plays off of that. Because that Northwest defense flies around. If you can either test those corners on the outside, so your line has to hold up long enough to find them. And Vesto's playing really well right now. If he takes care of the football, there's some holes in that secondary for Northwest they might be able to exploit going forward. But you have to block that up for that front. And they're always blitzing, they're coming after you. So you can't be on your heels the whole game, too. They're going to have to run the ball decent enough to keep that front four honest. And Northwest, they're known in the past take away your running game and force you to throw, and then there's blood in the water and that defense is coming after you. So just some things to look for in this game. I just said Spratt's going to be a really fun atmosphere. I expect a lot of gring there still on the far sideline. Northwest crowd, they travel really well, especially with only like 40 minutes down the road. So that should be a sellout crowd there at Missouri Western. I would be surprised if it doesn't. I know there's some chance for rain this weekend. It doesn't matter. It's be, it should be a sellout crowd there at St. Joe. It should be a lot of fun at Spratt. And I can't wait to actually be live my first game this year in the play in-person kind of deal and absorb that atmosphere. It should be a lot of fun.
0: Oh, absolutely. If you haven't got tickets for this game, go to Missouri Western's webpage, go griffins.com, go to the tickets tab, go get you tickets to this game. If you have any thoughts – if you're having any kind of thought at all of being in the house at Spratt Stadium, I would recommend doing it. Um, if there's absolutely no way you could get in the house, the of uh, 10 bucks to watch this game, 25 bucks for a month, 125 bucks for the whole season. Definitely check that out there. I would not want to miss this game on Saturday night. I know you and me and a, and a whole bunch of other media, all of us media members, we will be in the house at Spratt Stadium, so you're going to see a lot of tweeting there on the board there, so um, Devin, I know it's a big-time game. I look forward to seeing you there. Um, Thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast, and um, I'll see you in St. Joe on Saturday.
7: Yeah, absolutely. It should be a fun time. All the important guys like Roush and Zinner are there. I'm just there to have a good time, so it should be good. They're the real professionals. Let, let, follow them on Twitter because they're going to be out some good stuff. I guess Dykford, too, you might well throw him a bone as well. But uh, they're the important people. I'm just there to hang out have a good time watch some good football. So I enjoy the MIAA. I enjoy doing this podcast. Thanks, Cliff.
0: And that was Devin Albertson of D2Football.com. You can check out his work on D2Football.com. He always puts out an MIAA primer every single week. Definitely go out of your way to go check that out. Other games on the schedule for this Saturday, Washburn is on the road at Emporia State. That should be a fun early game. Pitt State is at Missouri Southern. That is a 2 o'clock game. The Washburn-Emporia State game is a 1 o'clock game. Pitt in Southern is a 2 o'clock game. Also at 2 o'clock is Lincoln at UCO and UCM at Northeastern State. Then we're going to get into the night games. we got two night games on the evening. Northwest at Missouri Western, 6 o'clock, Spratt Stadium, St. Joseph, Missouri. And then the other night cap, Nebraska Kearney at Fort Hayes State. This one should be a fun one. You can check out all those games on the MIAA Network. You can get a $10 per game purchase. Or you can get a monthly subscription for $25 or the annual pass for $125. Definitely check those out on the MIAA network. That will be it for the Week 5 MIAA pregame show. We are going to be planning to do a Northwest at Missouri Western post show after the game. Probably about an hour or two after the game. As soon as I get home, gather up the sound I got. We're going to put together some kind of a post show. Thank you guys so much for your listenership. Thank you all for the support. Definitely enjoy whichever game you're going to. If you want to go to the Missouri Western Northwest game, definitely get tickets at gogriffs.com. Go there. Get your tickets. Don't be in the house. You won't regret it. Thank you guys so much for the listenership. Thank you all for the support. And until then, take care, everybody.